Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special pop-up episode of Schatzer Says. I'm your host, Mike Schatzer, uh, and today's episode is going to be called Snow Days. And this episode is dedicated to all my friends and listeners who currently live in the Northeast states, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, New England states. This is for you. So this morning I was watching the Weather Channel because it was kind of cold here in in, uh, Kentucky. It was about 29 or 30 degrees this morning. I was watching the Weather Channel and I saw that you guys are about to get blasted with blizzard-like conditions. So this one's for you guys. Now, I've always considered myself a bit of a a weather buff, you know, especially after I took Dr. Richard Clark's meteorology class uh, in college. Uh, Great professor. You know, I I really enjoyed the content. He was, you know... Really enjoyable experience, but you know, he always reminded me of, of a mix between Mickey Hart and Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead. So if you know who those guys are and you know Dr. Clark, I hope you see the similarities. Um, if you ever had him in class or hung out with him, you know, he's really laid back and you know what I mean. And I even had the pleasure of taking him again in a summer class, which by the way, if, if you're in college or going back to college or have kids going to college, recommend summer classes. Great time to get some credits knocked out. So I took another class with Dr. Clark and I was able to hang out with him and his wife and some of his other professor buddies in an off-campus setting. And it was a mind-blowing experience to say the least. And and I'll leave it at that. Uh, Maybe I'll share some more details on another episode, but you know, Dr. Clark was a great guy. And you know, he spurned in me a, uh, uh, or spurred in me a a love of of weather and meteorology. So I guarantee you tomorrow and Thursday, I'll be glued to the Weather Channel watching the the goings on in the blizzard uh, up in the Northeast. So, now, to say that I led a colorful life in college is an understatement, okay? Uh, my wife always said that she was so glad she didn't know me when I was in college, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but regardless, you know, here we are. Now, most of my shenanigans in college revolve around two specific items. That was my rogue friends, who I love to death. You know, I've talked about them. I'll keep talking about them. They're great people, and I try to keep it, you know, where no one gets too much incriminating uh, stories about them, and if I have to change names, I will, but... You know, my rogue friends and Lindbrook Apartments. And Lindbrook is where I lived the longest uh, in college. I moved to Lindbrook in, uh, I would say, early 1991, probably the winter semester of 1991. So that's where I, I ran the streets of Lindbrook. And, you know, we were about a mile off campus or so. And you could walk back to campus if you really had to. And I've, I've had to do it before, either walking from campus to Lindbrook or vice versa. You know, there was a small shuttle service for a while that they used to use to take you back and forth. But um, there's also a, another apartment complex right off of campus called Brookwood. And Brookwood was leftover flood housing from the 1972 Hurricane Agnes flooding that hit central PA. So they just kept those apartments up and the university actually controlled those apartments so that, you know, that you, students who lived there were more on lockdown, you know, than I was out of Lindbrook because Lindbrook was owned by a private company and Mary Ellen was our you know, she was, I guess, the property manager, and we had a maintenance crew that were a bunch of characters, too. So, you know, Lindbrook was a great place to, to live when you're in college. Now, no matter where you went to college or if you hung out with people who went to college, every campus had that sketchy apartment complex. All right. It was like the Wild West out there. OK. And Lindbrook was that Wild West apartment complex for me at Millersville. OK, don't give you a little setting about Lindbrook. All right. Lindbrook was about 90 percent college students, and there was always a few kids who graduated who kept living in Lindbrook because you know it was cheap like if you lived in Brookwood and graduated you have to move off campus you had to move out but Lindbrook anyone lived there I mean we even had a few families that lived there down towards the back of Lindbrook 
all right, down by the pool, which, you know, we had a nice pool, all right. Uh, there was even a few senior citizens that lived in Lindbrook, you know, because it was probably cheap for them. Like, you know, my first apartment in Lindbrook was at 26B, and I lived there with AJ, who we'll talk to uh, later on this week, and Kevin Giorno, and that was our first apartment. And our next door neighbor was a guy by the name of Jerome. And Jerome was an older gentleman, kind of weird, and I hate to say that, kind of a weird, kept to himself, but he had this really nice, like, Chevy Malibu that he parked right in the middle of the parking lot, but no one messed with him. I think people, you know, there was rumors that he was like a Jeffrey Dahmer type serial killer and no one messed with Jerome or messed with his stuff. So they left him be, you know, there was also a little old lady that lived like down in like 25A. So, you know, to give you a little background, Lindbrook had four apartments per number. So 26A was downstairs, 26B and C were upstairs and 26D were downstairs. So I think she lived like 25A and she was always out there walking her little chihuahua or whatever. She's always very sweet and pleasant, but you know, if I'm an elderly person, I'm not living in Limbrook, but you know, they made it work. You know, uh, growing up, I used to hang out at Shippensburg University a lot. So if you know anything about Ship and Chateau Apartments or the Chateau Ghetto, as they called it, very similar, kind of sketchy apartments, but they were good time. You know, would you want to raise a family there? No. Would you want to live there as a college student? Heck yeah. I mean, we've, I've even talked to some of my friends that live in Limbrook. I was like, would you go back and live for one more year if you could? Most people said yes, but you know, it, it is what it is. You know, now living in Limbrook, nothing surprised you when you live there. All right. I'll give you a few instances. When the LCB, the liquor control board, raided a bunch of apartments and parties during homecoming and they brought in school buses and were taking people out of the school buses and people were flipping over dumpsters and throwing rocks and change at the buses and it's full of state cops and it was just craziness, almost a riot, okay? Or when everyone lit couches on fire, when the Phillies won the pennant in 93, great time. And then the, the sadness when the uh, Blue Jays Joe Carter hit that home run against Mitch Williams. How he just it was it was eerily quiet that same night. So you know, from the euphoria of the pennant to the just the the pain of losing the World Series, you know, you'd see people out there doing naked relays. If your rugby team party would have a a party out there, and if someone scored their first Zulu, they would have to do a naked relay, both male and female. So you know, nudity wasn't you know just for boys; it was girls too out there. So nothing surprised you. Nothing was out of bounds. Okay, now. My story today mixes a little bit of weather and a little bit of Limbrook. Okay, so let's say let's set the scene. It's March twelfth, nineteen ninety three. Okay, I was working at United Postal Service as a package handler. So for a college kid, you know, I actually made pretty good money. You know, I think the, the minimum wage back then was like four twenty five, and here I am making like ten, twelve dollars an hour working at UPS. Now the hours sucked. You know, we go to work at like three a.m. and get off at eight a.m. You know, but when I did that, my grades actually went up because I was forced to like budget my time and get naps in when I could because I couldn't party all night and try to go to work. I mean, it was a stressful situation, but you know, great job to have at the time. Um, and in those days, you got your paycheck on Friday. You actually got a paycheck. There was no direct deposit, so you know, I got my paycheck on the twelfth and went and cashed my check and you know took my money home and, and, and did what I did. Probably went to class that Friday afternoon and probably did whatever we did on Friday night. And you know, there it is. So. The following morning on March 13th, I wake up, you know, early because I, I got that habit of waking up early. You know, working at UPS, you know, 35 years ago has gotten me in the habit of waking up early every day, which I still do, but also getting my afternoon siesta in. You know, I love my naps. So I get up Saturday morning and, you know, cut on the TV and watching Channel 8 weather, WGAL, if I'm not mistaken, and they're calling for a major snowstorm coming. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm, man, we, we got to do something. Kind of like what y'all are about to get 
you know, coming up. So I woke my roommate up, Jason Hanna. I was like, dude, we, we got to go to the store. We got to get supplies. He's, you know, he's like, what, what do you mean? You know, well, Sammy Samaritan is what we used to call him. I was like, dude, we're about to get a blizzard. We need to go get, you know, stuff. So we look out the window and it's starting to snow. And I'm not talking about like Bob Ross, you know, fluffy little snow. I'm talking you know, major, you know, whiteout condition. So, you know, him and I piled into my 1988 tan Ford uh, Tempo. And I actually had a, a car twin in Lindbrook, same model, same make, same color. So, you know, tan Ford Tempos aren't very common, but, you know, had my car twin. So we, we piled into my car and Jason and I set off to, to get our supplies. So our first stop was Manor Beverage. And Manor Beverage was a little was a little beer distributor right off of campus. Um, you know, Pennsylvania is a little bit different than anywhere I've ever lived. You know, Pennsylvania, you can only buy six packs at taverns or in distributorships and kegs and stuff that you had to buy from a distributor. Like in Kentucky, you can buy beer at grocery stores, uh, gas stations, you know, but you can't buy them in bars. So every, every state's different. But so we went to Manor Beverage and I bought two half kegs of beer. You know, and a, and a couple sleeves of cups. And I think we probably bought a bag of ice, but we didn't need it because it was cold out and it was snowing. You know, the guy's like, hey, y'all having a party tonight? I'm like, nah, dude, we're just stocking up for the snow. And, you know, while we were there, we also bought like two or three cartons of cigarettes because, you know, back in college days, everybody smoked cigarettes and everyone was always bumming your smoke. So we bought like two cartons of cigarettes because at the time, I think smokes were probably, I don't know, two bucks a pack. So we probably got a carton for like 15, 20 bucks, bought a couple cartons of cigarettes, bought two kegs of beer, bought plenty of cups. Okay. Our next stop, John Hers, the local grocery store right off of campus, right next to Nino's. And I, you know, I, I hate that I didn't mention Nino's pizza. You know, they used to have a great chicken parm sandwich at Nino's. Um, so at the John Hers probably bought our bread, our peanut butter, milk, toilet paper, whatever we had to have for the weekend. So Manor Beverage, beer and cigarettes, John Hers grocery. And then we went back to Lindbrook Apartments. And, you know, as we were driving home, the roads were getting bad. So, you know, we parked, you know, set up shop, took our beer inside, took everything inside, and we just waited it out. Okay. And as the afternoon progressed, it got deeper and deeper and deeper. And all told, I'm going to say we probably got 20 inches of snow. I mean, there was people stranding their cars there. So once you made it to Lindbrook on that Saturday, you weren't leaving. Okay. And, you know, that night we were all supposed to go to Lancaster City to see our favorite local band, Mother Funk, you know, and we're going to talk to AJ, lead singer of Mother Funk, you know, Tony Kirtner, uh, Keith Kramer, you know, all friends of ours, um, Matt Macbeth, rest his soul, you know, passed away several years ago, but also a member of Mother Funk. Mother Funk was our band and they were supposed to play somewhere in Lancaster. So of course, with the snow, that show got canceled. So everyone's like, oh man, what are we going to do tonight? So we're like, hey, we have plenty of beer, you know, so it's it's whatever. So we, we had, we were good to go. So you know, there was a, a couple, um, you know, people had small little parties at their apartment, little happy hours, little pregame. So, you know, the Mother Funk show got canceled. So what are we going to do? So thankfully, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure whose apartment it was, but maybe Scott Bacon can, maybe it's his apartment over at like 24 Lindbrook Apartments, or maybe it was David Lewis, the, the, the unofficial mayor of Lindbrook. Maybe it was his apartment, but someone cleared out all their furniture in their apartment and let Mother Funk set up, and they had a concert in their apartment. I'm talking about, you know, these are two-bedroom, one-bath, maybe two-bedroom, two-bath apartments, and they cleared all their furniture out except for, like, the fish tank and had, like, 60, 70 people rocking and rolling in their apartment, and it was awesome. We went and got our beer. We set up shop. You know, I brought our cigarettes. We were selling smokes and selling beer. and Blast. I mean, I can still, to this day, I remember, 
John Mays, a.k.a. Maisie, like shot putting this like skater dude that somehow got into the party into like the fish tank and the fish tank started wobbling and everyone caught it. And like this dude was like, what was that, dude? And it kind of started a little bit of a brawl. And, you know, Maisie, heart of gold, but a big oaf, you know, and he wasn't going to get, you know, pushed around by this little skater dude. So regardless, of the, we asked that kid to leave, you know, by the end of the night, people were jumping off the balconies into a big snowbank. You know, I remember an ambulance having to get called to Lindbrook that night. Someone, I think, had a panic attack or something. And we had to help get the ambulance out. I mean, the snow was deep, okay? And that was the blizzard of 93. And great weekend. It lasted into Saturday, into Sunday. I mean, it snowed so much that even on Monday, UPS was closed. Like, we shut down UPS. I didn't have to go to work that morning because we couldn't get – I couldn't get out of my neighborhood. You know, it didn't matter how much you tried. You were snowed in. So, we were snowed in for like three or four days. And they're probably one of the best experiences I had in college, the blizzard of 93. I'm sure if you're listening to this now, you remember the blizzard of 93. Um, great time. You know, along those lines, you know, the winter of 94, I was student teaching. So we didn't have a blizzard per se in 94, but it snowed like 17 times from January till May. I mean, we stowed enough that I missed 10 days of student teaching and we didn't have to make them up. So, you know, here I am a student teacher. I'm getting up early in the morning watching the news crawler at the bottom, just like the kids. And it would say, effort of school district closed. And I'm like, heck yeah. And my, my, my homeboy, two apartments down from me, Troy Rinker, you know, he was doing his internship at the time. So usually he was called off too. So we just spend all day playing, you know, Madden or whatever on, on, on the Sega Genesis. So our, our, our friends had to go to class because Millersville rarely closed. They may have closed that Monday of the blizzard of 93, but they never closed campus down because of weather. So, you know, while they all went to class, Troy and I, old Tra, we would sit there and play Madden all day and just hang out and have a good time. So I missed 10 days of school. So another great, you know, weather story from Lindbrook. And my last weather story I'm going to talk about in Millersville was the blizzard of 96. And the reason I'm talking about this is because in december of 95 i was offered a teaching job in monroe north carolina so you know i decided you know what i'm gonna take this job so i, I put my two weeks in at ups and i spent you know new year's eve at millersville and like january 2nd i packed my car up and i rolled out to north carolina and like the blizzard of 96 happened like january 6th so like all my furniture stuff was packed at my parents house in chambersburg and they were supposed to bring it down to me, but they couldn't come down for like three weeks because there was so much snow and the trailer got snowed in. And my parents were a little bit older at the time, so they couldn't you know, bring my stuff down. So I'm living in North Carolina for like three weeks, you know, with no furniture, just the stuff I had in my car. And I didn't have a cell phone, so I would like call them every day from like a payphone and be like, hey, what's the situation? You know, my dad's like, we're not coming down. It's too much snow, you know, and it, they had a lot of snow that month of January of 96. So, you know, that's, that's another, uh, you know, story of snow and, and Millersville, but, you know, just thinking about all my friends and, and listeners and fans and family that live in Northeast make do, you know, I know you've been quarantined a long time with your family because of this whole COVID situation, but enjoy playing in the snow. Kids get out there and shovel snow and make a few extra dollars, help a neighbor out when in need, you know, spend more time with your family, play video games, play board games, watch movies, wrap your Christmas presents, Listen to Shatzer Says if you missed any episodes. All right. And we have some more upcoming episodes uh, coming up uh, very, very soon. Our next episode will be called Over Under with Craig Mesmer, another Lindbrook alumnus. Uh, also this week, I'll be recording a podcast with uh, Andy Jacobs, AJ, uh, rock and roll legend of Central PA, if you will, um, talking about his experience in the music business and 
where he's living now in New York City. And also coming up on Shaster Says, I'll be doing my bourbon palooza, giving you my tips with some bourbon connoisseurs here in Kentucky. Uh, so for New Year's Eve, you'll know what kind of bourbon you're going to be able to drink if you want to do that. So, you know, thanks for tuning in. I know it's a short episode, but it's a pop-up episode and the memories of the blizzard of 93 still resonate to this day. So remember, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Be safe, everybody.